0: What's going on, everybody? This is Positive Anger with myself, Nathan McIntosh. Thank you, uh, yeah, for listening, all that kind of stuff. It's You know, again, this podcast has been started and stopped, quit and unquit so many times. It's like the Friday the 13th movies. One day, this is going to be done in space, and then it will be frozen and exploded, and just when you think it's done... It's remade again, out of a lake, different guy, not even me anymore, a different human being doing it somewhere, somehow, but thank you for listening, Twitter and Instagram at Nathan positive positiveanger at mail.com for thoughts, feelings, opinions, shout-outs, or, um, well, I mean thoughts, these are thoughts, so, uh, alright, so I got, um, I got uh, one topic, that I'll talk about probably this uh, most of the time because even I, you know, like last week I go all right I'm gonna I got two topics no I didn't I had one I mean the, that ended up I talked about it the entire time it's not what I want to do I had two I I had two, but didn't get to the other one so I'm gonna say that I have one and that's what I think is gonna happen but again Jesus fuck I don't know maybe I'll maybe it'll all stop during the absolute middle of this maybe this whole thing will stop again today. Friday the, the positive anger part nine fucking Nathan goes to hell I get sucked into the earth by Freddy Krueger's claw I'll stop mumbling okay so um got an email from Sky Abrams great name uh okay and because this does go see this is what I, this is one of the things I want to talk about regardless. So this goes into that true. I mean, crime, true crime is the thing I want to talk about. And this is kind of crime, sort of crime, restaurant lawsuits. Those are, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a crime somewhere, somewhere a crime has been committed, uh, or, you know, just uh, some magical thing has gone wrong. Okay. Uh, lawsuits aren't necessarily for good things, buddy. I love you. I'm going to sue you. Because I love you that much. I'm just going to sue you and see if I can get love back from the judge because, my God, dude, I love you. All right. I am seriously going to stop mumbling shit. So, Sky Abrams, great name, sent me, uh, wanted to send you a link of just the Cracker Barrel lawsuit. Then I fell into a hole of other restaurant lawsuits. Here's my best of. There's three of these. I can only imagine how many there are. There were in general to go through. Because I'm assuming maybe once a day, somebody walks into, pick a place, Arby's, McDonald's, Wendy's, and they slip. They smoke their head on a toilet. They take a bite of a hot, spicy chicken sandwich. They fall out of their car at the drive-thru. Ice hits them on the head on the way out of the building. Their frosty explodes in their eyes. Their fries... Burn their children. I mean, I'm assuming that every day somewhere, somewhere, somebody is suing a restaurant because of some random, you know, you open a ketchup packet and it blinds your dad. Somewhere every day, somebody is suing a restaurant. So I'm only, um, I wonder how many of these there were. But Cracker Barrel lawsuit first. I had seen this one the other day. So I guess a guy, a guy was at a cracker barrel. If you haven't been to a cracker barrel, it's like a gift shop with oatmeal. It's, um, this guy goes into a cracker barrel, right? He wants oatmeal. He wants a snow globe with a farm animal in it. And he goes, I want, you know, I want water with my whatever the hell I'm eating. And they go, Yeah, sure, man. And, uh, they go into the bag and they pour a glass of, cleaning product, EcoSan, with water. They were nice enough to do that. And when this guy took a sip of his water slash EcoSan, it burned his mouth esophagus. I think he has, like, severe problems to this day. He sued them. This was in 2014. He just won a lawsuit now, which was for... Where is it at? I think it's a ton of money. $4 million. $4 million. $4 million. $4 million dollars and then another five million dollars for um you know what just buddy just because so this guy getting like eight million dollars at the end of the day for somebody pouring full-on cleaner into a glass and this guy drank it the article that i had seen why i had seen this before article said that cracker barrel was upset with the court's decision they were like come on man you gonna make us pay eight million dollars because somebody that works here gave a guy cleaning fluid? That's not our fault. It is your fault. What the fuck? What? What else could be? What else could have gone wrong? This guy going the back at his own cleaning fluid. This guy going to the back, pour himself a tall glass of bleach, walk back to the table and start sucking on it, and then blame the restaurant. Now, there are some people on this earth that would do that. Find their way into the the. Back of somewhere, and then pour them, and then, oh, God, no, this happened, but this is, whatever, this is not what happened here, $8 million, $9 million for this guy, burned his mouth, burned his throat, I don't understand how he drank it, I don't understand who gave it to him, but that's Cracker Barrel, they're not messing around in there, you want water, do you, okay, well, clean your fucking mouth, pal, that's what we need you to do, clean your mouth mouth and then when you sue we're gonna complain about it when you win because what the fuck we offered this guy biscuits for life is that not enough we gave him a rocking chair what else oh i burned my throat grow up who hasn't burned their throat before buddy come in here we'll give you bacon and eggs whenever you want but you don't need nine million dollars what are you even gonna do with it you don't have a throat where the hell are you gonna go Who are you gonna talk to stop Cracker Barrel, just upset about pouring cleaning fluid. Again, I have no idea what that, what that, how that would have happened. And if you're working there and you're the person who pours a cleaning fluid, I wonder if there's like a second where managers and everybody go, oh my God, that's crazy. And then they go in the back and they go, dude, did you pour cleaning fluid into that guy's drink? Go, yeah, I fucked up. And they go, oh no, man, that's hilarious. Fuck these people. We hate these people. If you ever work a job, John, everybody hates, everybody, like, if you've ever worked at a restaurant, I guess, anytime somebody opens the door, there's somebody in the back, somebody somewhere that's like, what the fuck, why the hell is somebody coming in here today, why do I have to serve any food, god damn it, I hate these people, so I'm, there's there'd be a lot of people at restaurants that'd be like, I would love to pour Clorox into this person's sandwich, but I guess I can't because then they'll sue the building. So that's that is uh, story one. Story two is from Wendy's, the great land of Wendy's. I uh, dated a girl in high school who worked at a Wendy's, so I'd get uh, she'd get spicy chicken sandwiches, and what a party those are! I mean, I haven't had one in a thousand years, but and she'd get the 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 the, the potato the. The liquid cheese for the baked potatoes. I guess baked potato cheese, whatever. And you put that. Look, this one. Who, who cares about anything? You put that on top of the spicy chicken sandwich. And your day is a party. Good God, that was great. It was also 17. I mean, if I did that right now, I'm, I have to lay down for four days. Anyways, the great land of Wendy's. Wendy's, um, okay, so the, the title of the, A History of Human Fingers Found in Fast Food, great, that is great, I was talking about Subway a couple of weeks ago, and now we got food, fast food with fingers in it, Jesus Christ, this, before I even start looking at this, what 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 is, how the fuck do you get, okay. A Michigan teen says he got a taste of more than just roast beef when he bit into his Arby sandwich last week. Ryan Hart was nearly finished with his meal when he tasted something chewy. God, an employee's finger. What the fuck? The finger better have been attached to the employee still. Like, they better have been standing there asking this kid while their hand is stuck in the fucking roast beef and cheddar somehow. Hey, Ryan, you like your sandwich? And he's just chomp, 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 chomp. And they can't get their finger away quick enough. Because how the hell, how, how do you, what do you, you lose a finger to shift and just, we need you here, Gary. But man, I my fucking hand. I chopped my hand off in the goddamn, I don't care. What do you, what, what? we're short staffed. Denise couldn't make it. Darlene's fucked. Fucking Ted, his goddamn wife's pregnant again. What do you want from me? Make another fucking... Put two fries where your finger was and keep making sandwiches. I need you here. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Ted does have another fucking kid on the way, so let me make another goddamn sandwich without fingers. I'll just use two clubs to smash these together. (sighs) Ryan continues. I was about to puke. It was just nasty. The piece appeared to be the back of a finger, including the pad and extending beyond the first knot. What the fuck? How the what is that? What what does that even mean? How how? Again, who loses a finger and continues to work? Did this where's this beef come from? Fuck this, man. The only way, honestly, to live decently, because they even do this every once in a while, they'll be like, They'll have exposés on chicken in grocery stores because everybody's like, oh, grilled chicken, that's fucking fine. Grilled chicken, nobody nobody gets hurt eating grilled chicken. And then they'll do an exposé and they'll go, we tested the grilled chicken in this local grocery store and it is 90% soap, 8% cat, 2% you. And you go, what, how? So the only way, the only way to eat decently and obviously this is fucking arby's okay so it's not like it's not like whatever the only way to eat though decently is you gotta be we all gotta be a farmer we all have to go harvest moon we all have to grow our own things in our house you got tomatoes under your bed you got fucking cucumber in the closet and you make it you got a chicken run around the house and whenever you want chicken You take a piece of that chicken, you fry it up, and now you got chicken. You know exactly where that chicken was. He's sitting on your couch, watching fucking Ozark with you. Because if you go anywhere and buy anything from anyone, you could be. You could be eating soap, bleach, fingers, death. Or just completely, again, back to soap. Who the fuck? Who knows what this is? You got a yoga mat in your eyes. You got a cat in your hand. I don't know, go ahead, eat it, live on it, you've been doing it for years, fuck you, it's just like, okay, let me keep, upon learning of the isolated and unfortunate incident, the franchisee restaurant's team stopped food production and thoroughly, thoroughly cleaned and sanitized the restaurant, God, it's dirty in here, man, God, guys, look, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean, and I, I'm looking around here, and not only is there dust, there's Arby's wrappers all over the floor, okay? There's there's cold fries in the doorway. Do you know what I just saw out there? Do you have any idea what I just saw out there on a the table? A severed hand. Which one of you motherless whores does not have time to clean a severed hand off of a table? If you do not want to work at Wendy's, let me know right now, okay? Whip your fucking visor at me right now and you tell me that you want out of here when you see a full-on foot attached to nobody in the drive through window and you do nothing about it okay oh my god there's a history of fingers and food and they don't even tell you this is the thing they go oh a guy guy found a a finger in his Arby sandwich whose was it where it come from i don't know arby's we got the meats plus fingers. We have hands and... We have so much meat, we're taking human meat. We're cannibals. Arby's, we are cannibals. The other... The article continues. The other Arby's finger incident. And this is... Much like our Michigan teen, an Ohio man said he realized something wasn't right when he bit into his Arby's sandwich in 2004. The AP reported that David shinding great name found a piece of flesh about three-fourths of an inch long when health investigators spoke with the manager they saw a bandage on the manager's thumb turns out he had sliced his thumb while shredding lettuce but reportedly didn't throw away the pin of lettuce guys we gotta save some money around here okay we're throwing out too much food Things are just, they're coming in, we're hucking them on the ground, all right? What happened to the nuggets? You made them, nobody bought them, we had to throw them out, all right? We can't do this shit anymore. So, no matter what happens, we are not throwing away food. This is a direct order from me, Jim. Hey, hey, what if, what if, somebody raises their hand, what if, Um. what if I slice my hand cutting lettuce, and it my hand is inside of the lettuce bin? Should I get rid of the... The lettuce then, what did I just say? Here's what you can do. Fold your fucking apron, turn in your spatula, and hit the bricks, fucko. Try your shit at McDonald's, okay? Because this is Arby's. You cut yourself, you keep going. I don't care what piece of your body it is. Look at roast beef. Who knows what that is? I don't know. Do you know? They don't know. It's a pillow of meat. Doesn't matter what kind of meat. Put your hand in the meat and move on. Go. can I throw out the lettuce? Good Christ. Anybody wants to be like that loser, you can hit the bricks too. You cut your hand, you bleed, you keep going. This is Arby's for fuck's sake. It's goddamn D-Day around here. This article keeps going. And again, they don't even tell you, you know, the manager was beaten to death. They don't say any of that. Yeah, he cut his hand. They What, they laugh? They high-five? Ha-ha-ha. <laughs> he gave him, uh, you know, some curly fries for free? <sighs> the Wendy's finger chili scam. I can't... Okay. Good Christ. A Las Vegas woman told police she found a human finger in her Wendy's chili, but it turned out... Oh, she planted it there. See, this is... I knew it. There's going to be people like there would be somebody that would hop the counter, suck on bleach and blame everybody else for it. This woman planted a finger. The severed actually came from uh, from human appendage. The severed actually the severed actually came from human appendage, came from her husband. I'm not fucking that sentence up. I just reread that three times. And that's what that sentence is. Let me read that one more time so you can see how my brain almost broke. Maybe I'm crazy. Is this a sentence? The severed actually came from human appendage came from her husband. This person lose their fucking fingers. Did somebody typing this article's fingers blow off midway during? Am I crazy? Is that a sentence? Anyways who got it from a co-worker after it was lost in an industrial accident. So her husband, putting together boxes at the box factory, he loses his whole fucking hand. Finger blows right off in the box factory. And instead of like, why don't we sue the box factory? You can't do that. There's, uh, I told them, if I ever lose my hands, fuck it. So, all right, I'll give you my finger, and you go out about town, and you try to get us a lawsuit. All right? All right, Kim? You got it. Kim pulls into a Wendy's, okay? And she get give me the can I get the um ooh, Can I get the chili with um uh, uh-huh, no I don't need a drink or fry no just the chili yeah that's fine whatever so large yeah large chili what's the what would you say is the biggest what's gonna be the easiest one to hide a finger in? Forget that. Just so give me the large. She goes to the window, she gets the large chili, uh, uh, you know, pulls into the, pulls into the parking lot, it's her and a seagull, seagull's right beside her looking at the window like maybe this fucking lady's gonna throw some fries out of here, she pops the top, takes her husband's finger, jams it inside of the chili, probably stirs it a little bit, you gotta make sure like, it looks like, you know, somebody, that it was in there puts the top back on, I'm assuming runs into the Wendy's and opens the door, holding the chili high and screams, oh my God, there's a finger in the chili. There's a finger in the chili, everybody. Get out of Wendy's. There's a finger in the chili. And then Wendy's has to be like, how the hell did this happen? Oh, and they gotta they gotta do tests. I mean, I don't even know how. They gotta do, they gotta figure out, and they go, oh, it's not, this isn't our finger. I bet, because it happens, and it's clearly happened enough in other places that they go, guys, who, who, oh man, uh, who put their finger in the chili and cut it off? Guy, God, God, do some, they go, wait, this is your, your husband's finger, this is not, this is not a chili's finger, that's a your finger, that's a your problem, I didn't fuck your chili, you fucked your chili, get out, leave me alone, I won't go through all this article, because there's too many of these, oh, wait, never mind, no, it's not, I'm an idiot. Okay, and now, so we went from the 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 Wendy's finger scam to the legit finger found in the custard. Right on the heels of the Wendy's Chili News in 2005, Clarence Stowers found a finger in his custard at Cole's Frozen Custard in Wilmington, North Carolina, but not before eating all the ice cream off the finger first. Uh he reportedly thought it was candy and didn't realize it was a human appendage until later how does your uh all right so your client here he uh, he killed 17 people he cut them up cooked some of them put some of them put all of them in like barrels of acid in his house how does your client plead my client pleads sweet tooth my client pleads he thought They were candy people, and he thought, right? Okay, go with me here. He thought you could eat them. Now, who hasn't been out there and wanted to eat people who look like candy? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? If we're not supposed to be eating people, why do we call some candy nerds, your honor? Why is there a candy called Sour Patch Kids? Kids are people also, candy, clearly. My client was under the impression these people were candy. You're allowed to eat candy. Your Honor, please, let my c- c- criminally insane client get out of here. Thought it was candy. That's a rough day, man. Jesus Christ. You're already like, God, things aren't going. Oh, I can just picture this guy. You know, man, oh, God, got kicked in the fucking face today. Took a real bath in the market today. Let me get some ice cream. Feel better about myself tonight. Oh, that's a big piece of candy. Like how, that's a, that's a giant finger-sized piece of candy here in my custard, which normally doesn't have any candy in it. I'd assume I've bought this custard before. It's a lot of custard, a lot of finger. Oh, there's a finger, it's a finger. Turns out a worker had lost part of his finger in the custard machine and Stowers was unfortunate enough to find it. Later, stores kept the finger for evidence for so long that it was too late for the employee to get his finger reattached. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of like um, one of the you know uh, worker abuse. I'm guessing you cut your finger off. You just keep going. What in the good Christ? Lost my finger, boss. Shut up. Hit you with a stick, idiot. You got other fingers. How many you got left? Nine. Grow up. My fucking dad had six. His dad had two. And look where I am. I own this custard factory where I kick people in the ass to tell them to lose their goddamn limbs and keep making my custard. Shut up. Keep going. Unreal. So there are... All right, there's two of these left, and then I'm going to... All right, whatever. Okay. The frozen dinner finger. Sounds like a good time already. And this is also... These are all around 2004 to 2006. Man, the odds. Am I right, guys? Nelly was cool. There was hands and food. It was a crazy time to be alive. There was a DMX was in movies and you could find a full foot in your sandwich. It was a wild ride through the town. Watch yourself. There are limbs in the food. Oh, good God. All right. It seems 2005 was a big year for finding severed fingers in food. I mean, God, everybody was putting Band-Aids under their eyes. Everybody was, uh, you know, fucking goddamn, what's that? They were they were listening to Little John, and people were losing their hands all over the place. It makes sense. Crunk music was big. You had to rip your fucking hands off just to get into the goddamn club. A California inmate was eating dinner in March 05 when he chewed on a crunchy object in his cornbread and discovered a fingertip. The inmate's attorney said the man is vegetarian and lost 15 pounds in 6 days because he couldn't eat after the incident. I mean, this one sounds a little weird. We're now we're going into prisons now for crime stories for fucking weird food. And the last one, the Friday's burger finger. 2006, an Indiana diner found a finger on his TGI Friday's burger after a restaurant employee accidentally cut it in the kitchen. Jesus fuck. The manager didn't even know what happened until he got to the hospital. That's a goddamn manager right there. I got us not fuck around. Yo, you can't come in today? What, you got the cold, buddy? I lost my whole hand yesterday during a shift. I didn't even find out until I got home. Tried to hug my wife. She goes, where's your fucking arm? I said, shut up gone. That's where it is. It's gone. I worked a full goddamn day today. You're going to start questioning me about my fucking hands? That's insane. I didn't even realize until I, until he got to the hospital. Okay. Ugh. I guess I guess we've come a long way in the not finding fingers in your food life, you know? Never happened to me. Uh, and I, it doesn't look like it's happened in the last 10 years in a lot of places, but hey, man, um... In the in the aughts, buddy. Good Christ. When Ludacris was just killing it, fingers were blowing into food. Before or right during. When when Nickelback was on the radio, it was a dangerous time to eat outside of your house. Now, this um Again, thank you, Sky Abrams, for listening and sending in anything. Again, positiveanger at mail.com. Thoughts, feelings, opinions, shout-outs. So that, uh, okay, t- so the, the, the reason I wanted to read those as well is because of the thing I want to talk about, which is um, true crime-related, okay? It is true. Well, it's true crime-related. And these are they're not crimes, but they're true. You know what I mean. So... Uh, so so there was again this this podcast has stopped started so many times that there was a there was a lot of stuff being talked about for weeks about comedy. There was people who were saying that comedy this the the these types of jokes hurt comedy. There's certain types of things that shouldn't be talked about. A lot of like every once in a while there's some sort of thing where people go, "Look, this comedy's got to be stopped." And it's interesting to me interesting to me because every once in a while people are like this needs to be banned nobody ever talks about banning true crime documentaries and you go i mean even if you ask if you ask somebody you go hey you want to ban that documentary with the guy that like you know fucking sexually assaulted those women and ripped their eyes out of their head and people are like no i watch that when i eat that's a thing that i watch when i'm eating an arby's chicken finger roast beef sandwich hand it's, because it's, you go, okay. Because some people go like this. They go, well, jokes can hurt people. Comedy can hurt people. Does anybody ever... I've thought about this before. True crime documentaries are hurting people, very specifically, the victims, families. Because a lot of these, these aren't like, these aren't all from the 1800s. You're not all, it's not all Jack the Ripper documentaries. It's like... In 2001, uh, 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 a mother was home alone and two people broke into her house and ripped her in half in front of her children. Never found the two people. What the hell are we going to do? Let's make another eight-part documentary about it. She's still got family that's around and they got to be like, uh, uh, the, what? Like, uh, every every couple of years, I turn something on and there's just my dead, ripped-in-half mom again? And I gotta watch this? How, does, that, does anybody care what I'm going through? Does anybody care that this was the worst day of my entire life? And it'd be pretty cool if people didn't make 90 part documentaries about it? Would that be all right? I feel like, yeah, yeah, it'd be all right. But like, I like it. I like watching them. You know what I mean? It's a, I watch them when I eat. I'm avoiding fingers in my custard, and I'm, I'm watching uh, your family be brutally murdered i don't know what the problem is here and look i like true crime i like true crime but it is not lost on me that i'm like yo some of these people are still here and this has to be insane like do you think even like uh, um somebody who has like a true crime uh story that's i guess big enough or whatever that uh they, they make documentaries about it do you think they have streaming services do they even have like hi hey, honey what do you want to do tonight i mean not watch netflix Hulu, HBO, any of that. Because every time we turn it on, the first thing that comes up is some absolutely brutal murder. And sometimes it's ours. Sometimes it's our families. So I'd rather not do that. Let's just sit in the dark and stare at a wall. Because every time we open up a thing, there's a brand new documentary about the day that our dad's head was smashed between two Volvos purposely... And they never even found it. It's just like, they got to be just going, they got to be, like, true crime victims' families, right? They got to be like, this is craziness. They're not going to make it. They're not, they're not going to take this and make a documentary about it. They just wouldn't do that. And people go, well, look, not only are they going to make a documentary about it, they're making an eight-part super series. This is eight hours long. Why does it have to be eight hours long? Because we get so in-depth. We go into the crime scene, and we interview the wall. We talk to the knife that was left. The knife gave such a detailed interview of, the knife was like, look, I'm a paring knife. You know, I told the killer, buddy, I'm used to like cut vegetables. And this guy said, well, right now you're going to go into a skull. So now I'm in a skull. And I'm sitting in there, and I'm going, ah, this isn't good. And uh, then I got pulled out, and she's dead. And now I'm just, I'm and now a piece of evidence? I'm a paring knife. I mean, we get so detailed that we go in there and count blood splatters because people at home are watching. And they go, wait wait, wait a minute. Nobody's going to be watching this. Like, nobody's going to watch the worst day of our life for hours and hours and hours. And go, not only are they watching it, it is the most watched stuff. It's, it's the, the most popular form of entertainment. Like, it's, it's, it's right up there with Avengers movies. It is top of the top in terms of viewed things. And the family must be like, okay, well, the, the people are probably trying to solve the crime, right? Right? At least, like, they're sitting at home And they're trying to solve the crime. They got a notepad out. They got a pen. And they're looking for clues. And they're going, all right, this guy was over there. He's with them. This lady didn't have a good story. That guy is holding a paring knife. Uh Uh-oh. We already interviewed a paring knife. This guy has one. He's got to be the guy. And they go, no. No, 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 no. These people are not trying to solve the crime. No. They are sitting at home. They're covered in butter. Uh, half naked a lot of times, and they are being entertained by your family's brutal death. And you go, wow. Well, can jokes be gone? Because you go, again, when people say that it hurts the victims, family. because not only are people watching the documentaries, not only that, people listen to true crime podcasts. So that means sometimes... People are running on a treadmill, listening to screams, just full screams of your family. So they're on a treadmill, right? They're on an elliptical, and they're just sweating out the demons, right? While listening to a demon rip your family in half. Your, your Look, your family's death is like fuel for them to burn calories today. You know what I mean? Some people... Listen to music, upbeat tempos, something you can run to. These people, some, a lot, are listening to the blood-curdling screams of your family while they run. And you go, but they wouldn't. Why would they do that? That's crazy. It's like the worst day of my life. And every once in a while when I have to wake up, and I never forget that. You're never going to forget when you're fucking, somebody in your family was brutally murdered and they made the goddamn documentary about it. You go, but they're probably not going to like, it's not going to happen again and again and again. Like how many times, how many times is somebody going to make a thing about Ted Bundy? How many times is somebody going to make a thing about Jeffrey Dahmer? How many times are they going to make these documentaries about these people? Like it's just not going to, it's not going to keep going. Well, it's going to keep going until people stop watching it. When are they going to stop watching it? Never. Good Christ, never, because there's always a different angle. There's always some other angle. What did we not interview last time? The driveway. We didn't interview the driveway where your dad fell when he was shot. Fell on the driveway. You never, never in the driveway. Driveway. Do you know who did this? I am a driveway. No, I don't. I have no idea. And some of these things, because you go, some of them they they they're not even like they're not even wrapped up. Some of them are not wrapped up. Some are. We caught the killer. A lot of women wanted to blow him because they're fucking nuts. So we got the killer. A lot of women wanted to blow him, which is also a punch in the face to the victim's families. And um, it should... I talked about this before. It should be unbelievably illegal to, like, be a fan publicly of a serial killer. Marry these people. If you marry a serial killer, you should be in a cell with them. Gone. You want to marry him? Great. You're now in this correctional facility. See you in there, Gladys. Peace. You, you walk in the street. Anyways, when you so 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 not only like some of them are solved, some of them are not. Some of them are not solved. Nine straight hours. He killed this woman. He killed this woman. He killed this woman. He killed this woman. They never found him. So wait a second. So what is this? Is this an eight part nine part documentary about how to get away with murder? Is that what this is? Do what this guy did. And you'll never be found. Is that is that what I? Is that what we all just watched? How to Commit Murders, the nine-part intro series. There has to be, but nobody ever, I don't mean, again, I like true crime. I can't, there's nothing I can really do about it, but I do, it's gotta be awful for victims' families every single time they open Netflix. Here it is again. They're not gonna make another eight-part documentary about our daughter's death, right? Yeah, they are, they did. It's right in your face. Here you go, fuck you. So, you gotta almost have like, Your own weird parental controls. Don't show me my own family's death. Can I just watch Madagascar 2? Is that possible? There's no way they have streaming services. Victims, families of crime that now has documentaries, they must not have, they must not have streaming services. They They got old VHS tapes. They're watching Field of Dreams on a loop. They're watching the first two Jurassic Parks again and again and again. They're not going to risk opening up Hulu and remembering the thing they never forgot in the first place. Every once in a while, there is, hey, we can't have jokes about this. Can I make a documentary about the guy who ripped brains out of people's heads and ate them in front of their tied-up families? who died of fear, basically, and then escaped and never was caught again. Absolutely. Because who's that hurting? The fucking families of the people that still remember that their goddamn family members had their brain eaten, and nobody ever was caught with, for this. They just wandered the earth now. There's a brain eater out there, and their grandmother's dead. Maybe that person feels a little fucking bad every single time they do anything every time they go to twitter and it's the most talked about thing every time some newspaper's like you gotta see this documentary about the brain eater like maybe those times maybe they feel bad fuck them the problem is fuck them i mean the 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 documentaries make a lot of goddamn money people like sitting half naked at home butter dripping off their tits and watching it so you know he's one person or that's one family and we're being entertained over here. We're entertaining millions of families over here. You want me to care about one family? Is that what you're asking me? Are you are you really asking me that? The same guy that today took a goddamn bite of an Arby's roast beef roast beef and cheddar sandwich and there was two fingers in it. You want me to care about somebody else? Fuck you, dude. Nope. We're going to make them. We're going to make them every 2 years there's going to be more interviews, more blood. The director is blood. The the cameras and knife. We're gonna, you know, what we're gonna start doing. If there aren't more killers out there soon, I'll be a kill. I will direct this true crime documentary from the inside because people like these to such a degree they cannot stop. If the world became a completely great place where there weren't psychotic monsters who were eating grandmother's brains, I would take the mantle and I would start eating the brains. So that these could continue on in this world because they make money, people watch them, and I don't care about the victims' families. Again, whatever. It's just interesting to me. Comedy, no. True crime documentaries for life, and not even the, not even the ask. Maybe I, th- I bet it's only the victims' families, truthfully, that are like, can you not show that? And then, and everybody, all the streaming services just go, (laughs) I mean, come on, not show it. What are you, nuts? Do they get paid for that? Do the victim's families get paid when there's a story about their mutilated family? Like legitimately, do they, do they get some money from that? I have no idea. That's the thing I guess I could have looked into. How are you? Who do I, who do I call? What producer? Who do I got to talk to? What head of what studio? Do I got to go, hey man, did any of uh, the, 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 any of these people get a couple of bucks? You know what I mean? Like the kids of the parents that were do they get money for this or we just talk about them forever and ever and ever and they got to walk into a an arby's and hopefully there's not a finger in there but also have people look at them like are you the guy from that show you know like it's not a show i mean it's a documentary about my real real life no way come on your family wasn't actually ripped in half by a chainsaw guy stop it's a story right they made it up no, they didn't make it up. A guy with two chainsaws for arms walked into my house. Uh, I, was, I was sleeping over at my friend's and uh, he cut my parents completely in half into like tiny little like fish stick size pieces. And then some of their pieces actually fell into whoppers that were sold at local Burger King's about town. It's a real story. Sure, pal. Yeah, dude. Your parents were blah, blah, blah. Anyways, good show. Bye. Like, unreal to me. Oh, okay, well, yes. Like, a positive anger. Thank you guys for listening. That's this episode this week. Again, positiveanger at mail.com. Send in thoughts, feelings, opinions. Twitter and Instagram at Nathan McIntosh. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. Quit, unquit, quit, quit, unquit. Currently unquit. Later.